Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Syrup Arcade Cast, Mobile Syrup and Syrup Arcade's gaming podcast. I'm your co-host, Dean Daly, and I'm here with the pod's other host, Brad Jenkar. How are you today, Brad? Are you excited for your movies you're going to watch tonight? Oh, yeah. It's uh, Barbenheimer weekend uh, by the time we're recording this, so I'm excited to pretty much as soon as I finish work, head off straight to the theater. Uh, and I'm doing the opposite way that a lot of people are doing. I'm doing uh, Barbie first and then Oppenheimer because that's just how the timing worked out for me. So I'm looking forward to uh, having a lot of existential dread when I go to sleep tomorrow morning <laughs> i didn't realize there was like an order of doing things like i didn't i didn't realize people were well, people were just suggesting first. yeah people were just suggesting because barbie's so light and fluffy uh that you would just do it kind of after oppenheimer is like a palate cleanser which makes a lot of sense but uh i'm i'm actually in mississauga near one of the only two like 70 millimeter imax theaters so based on the timing that worked out if i wanted to see it in 70 millimeter imax i had to do oppenheimer's second which i'm like hey it's worth it. So. Hey, I mean, it's worth it for that huge screen. Yeah, I love that for you. Uh, I'm not, probably not going to see Barbie till Sunday, so that's okay. fine. Uh, we also have a couple other people joining us in the podcast because it's our mid-year of mid-year podcast, I guess is what I'm going to just call it. Uh, we have Chris Brown. Again, not the singer. I'll say this every single time because I hope it annoys him a little bit. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing today, Chris? Replaced may not be coming out this year, but I still have faith that I'm going to win in this thing. I'm very excited about this podcast. I've been looking forward to this all week since we planned this. I think we planned this last week, Chris, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and Steve, our fellow who doesn't work with us li- li- literally. No, that's not the word I want. You work with us all. You're, you're here often, but you know you're not part of Mobile Syrup. But you yeah. might as well be unofficially. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I'm unofficially, but uh, no, I'm I'm excited to be back on the podcast. Thank you guys for for inviting me once again. I'm excited. You know, now we're halfway through the year. It's funny in in hindsight when we first recorded like the first part of this, we didn't know we were entering into what could be like the best year in gaming. So it's, it's, it's crazy. Awesome it's now. so good. Yeah. Yeah. It is a very good year for gaming. Uh, for those listening for the first time, we have started a. Actually, I'm gonna just let Chris explain it. He's better at explaining this than I am. Uh, so yeah, Chris, go ahead. I don't know that it's. A, I'm better at explaining it. I've just dreamt of this since the time <laughs> that I was a child. Because while everybody else did fantasy draft for sports, the nerds have come. It's time. We are doing the video game 2023 fantasy draft. We had a ton of fun doing it the first time, uh, and I'll give you guys a little quick rundown on how this works. So essentially, we are drafting video games that have not come out yet in the year of 2023, and they get scored based on their open critic score. So that's like Metacritic, except exclusively for video games. So how the scoring works, anything above a 70 
gets one point. So let's say that you drafted Armored Core 6, and it gets an 80. That means you get 10 points towards your final score. However, if Armored Core 6 manages to get a 65, you actually lose points. So you would have negative five points. So over the course of the year, we have already drafted three. We're going to be drafting an additional two games. And our final four games that have the highest scores are going to be the ones that actually work towards our cumulative score. So we already drafted a bunch. So I don't know, does someone want to take us through the games that we've already drafted? Yeah, sure. Uh, I can do that. Brad, a lovely, lovely lady. Lee. That's not it either. I've been writing all day. My head does not work. Uh, <laughs> Brad has listed out the uh, order for us. So we have Chris with The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which scored a 96. So for Chris, that would be what? Is that 26 points? I points? should clarify. So anything, there are some bonus points that can take place. If you have a game that's over 90, for every point over 90, you get two additional points. So are you just making that up now, Chris? No, no it's in the rules. I do see it in the rules. It's in the rules. It is in the rules. I'll verify that. So that's why, that's why you really want to, uh, you know, there are safe picks. Like some of my picks this time are going to be safe picks that I know are just going to be solid 80s. But if you can manage to get a game like Resident Evil, I believe, also scored in the 90s, if I'm not mistaken, you'll get bonus points for that. So let's say that you had a game score 92, you would get two points for 91 and two points for 92. So not only are you getting 20, you actually would get 24 points for that. So you got 26 point. Nope. Nope. You would got, oh I, my gosh, I, you yeah, got 32. Two? Yeah. yeah, 32 so, points. Chris is cheating. Uh, he got <laughs> 32 points for Tears of the Kingdom. He also has Baldur Gates 3 as well on his list and replaced. Uh, hopefully replaced doesn't come out and we should minus points for that. I know that's not how it works because we did top four uh, top four picks. But four. Uh, yeah, uh, and that's Chris's list so far. After that, we have Steve with Spider-Man 2, Forza Motorsport, and Hollow Knight. Uh, in Hollow Knight, uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song, which has had zero points so far. So, Steve, you're not in the running. As yeah, far yeah, as yeah, yeah. I'm not on the board yet. The, really cool stuff. Uh, I put yeah. a lot of stock into, uh, you know, Hollow Knight Silk Song coming out. I'm not too confident in that, but I'm no, hoping but, that now, you know, we're reaching uh, some releases for me. I'll, I'll get on the board soon enough. Yeah, I mean, Spider-Man is like only a, a few months away as well, yeah, right? And yeah. so it was, yeah, so you'll be fine. You'll you'll have some good scores yeah. later, eventually. <laughs> uh, uh, Brad has Final Fantasy 16, which scored an 89. Resident just Evil, under 90, man. Just under annoying. 90. No bonus points for you. Well, for that, at least. You also scored Resident Evil 4, which got a 92. So you are looking at some nice bo bonus points. And Sea of Stars, which is not out yet. Uh, weeks, and yeah. for myself, I did Lies of P, which is coming out in September. Uh, it was delayed, unfortunately. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy, which scored an 84, and Star Wars Jedi, which Jedi, ah, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, sorry, which scored an 84 as well. I'm looking at a pretty even score right now. Uh, yeah. Sometimes all you need are games that are scoring above a 70 sometimes if you can have a consistent four that's better than having something that is a 96 and a 65 because mm -hmm. i i have i have another league going on with a few friend of mine and uh 
The person who did get Tears of the Kingdom also drafted Blanc, which is a very adorable game, but unfortunately is in the negative. So, Dean, you're in a good spot. Solid game, solid list. And, you know, it's one of these things where I might look like I'm leading right now, but Steve coming in with zero games right now doesn't look like a competitor, might end up winning the game. So it's all going to come down to the draft today. So we've already given the order. We changed up the order last time because obviously I had the advantage to get Tears of the Kingdom because I went first last time. The order this time, we're starting with Dean, then it'll be Steve, Brad, and then myself. So we're each just going to take a turn. Uh, We do reverse the order, so it'll go me, Brad, Steve, and then Dean. All of that to say, we each get to pick a game. You can't take any remasters. There are no every year releases, so like no taking Madden or FIFA or anything like that. And I think we said no DLC as well. Otherwise, anything that you think is coming out this year will qualify. So... Get ready. Here we go. I have a question about that. Actually. Yes, yes. I don't know if I'm going to pick this, but do expansions count, not DLC? Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty mm. is a completely mm. different game, really. I'm going to leave that open to the panel. Uh, I, I don't. I, I think that should be a unanimous decision. It's it's hard to say because a lot of the changes that they introduced, they added to the main game as well. Right. Um, Actually, sorry, I don't even think this should be a panel debate because, and I'll say, I'll give you my reasoning for this. And oh, I know, uh, Brad, you love this reasoning. (laughs) Um, Witcher Three won RPG of the Year two years in a row because of its expansion of is it Blood and Wine? Blood and Wine, probably Blood and Wine. And if that's able to win official Game of the Year twice because of an expansion so huge and again it's cd project right i assume phantom liberty will also be of that hugeness it should be available i, I actually wasn't sure if i'm gonna pick it i want to see what everyone else, i'm gonna wait till the end and see what people have done first because uh, i think my second choice will be or my i guess my fourth choice will be oh no this is so hard i wasn't ready for this guys i was i i didn't come ready um i i'll i'll start with armor core that's a good yeah. pick. Yeah. That's yeah. a good pick. That's a safe okay. pick. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, though. But, okay, we'll do it. I'll Armor Core. I, I have faith in From Software. I'm a From Software fan. So let's do it. I like that pick because, as we were saying before the podcast started, that new trailer came out today. And I feel like that's what I needed to convince me. Before that, the gameplay looked really, really solid. It, I mean, it's from software. You can expect that it's going to feel good to play. But today's trailer took it up a notch in terms of the diversity of what we're seeing in the game. So I think that's a really, really solid pick. I'll, cool. I'll also just add that I think coming off of Elden Ring, you could slap for, for the name from software on any game and people will be like, I'm buying that. Okay, okay. Well, I'm happy about that, I think. Yeah, I, uh, I've been stuck featuring all day and I can't even say what I'm featuring on. Uh, oh, no. It's under embargo, but I have been very busy, so I had to not look at the trailer. But I'm very excited to go watch it. I did watch some of the Summer Game Fest gameplay they showed, uh, and that looked really good. So you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with that choice. I'm happy about it. I believe Steve is next. Yes, um, I'm gonna go with one that I'm shocked 
no one picked prior. Um, but I think there was good reason back back when we did this, you know, all those oh, months ago. I know. <laughs> and I'm so happy you didn't do this to me because uh, I need this. I need I need to get on the board soon. Uh, I'm going Starfield, baby. Um, I that first game, choice. Why did I pick that? Damn it. I don't know, Dean. I don't know. But I thank you for that. I, I, I'll, I'll pick it. This one could bite me. I know that. But I will say that this game, after the, coming off of the Xbox game showcase, it had a really strong showing there. And I honestly think that this game is too big to fail. Just everything that we've seen from this game just feels very um, AAA. It feels very quality. They wouldn't come out with like a 40-minute showcase without having you know some bones behind it. And I honestly think that everything we've seen, there has to be something inherently wrong with that game for it to just not exceed maybe even 70. Like I'm saying this is a strong like 80, maybe a 90 for Bethesda. And it needs to be. I think that's the big thing. It's like I would be shocked if this game is anything less than getting me some some very solid points. Yeah, I don't think this is one that's at a risk of being below a 70. It's, it's not no. that. But I do wonder, given all of the pushback that Bethesda has received, if critics are going to be a little bit more critical given the performance and all of these other aspects. It's not that I don't think it's going to be a good game. I had the same reaction where I was kind of skeptical going into the showcase, and then I saw the full showcase, and I was like, look, Bethesda games, not necessarily my type of RPG, but dang, that game is doing some incredibly inventive stuff, and I, I think it's going to score well if the performance is there. I think that's the key metric, and... It, it's going to swing. I think you're going to get some sevens. I think you're going to get some tens and it'll settle somewhere in the middle. I think, uh, you know, you mentioned like Bethesda games have bugs and everything. I think, you know, as soon as Microsoft closed that acquisition last year uh, of ZeniMax and all the Bethesda studios, I would not be surprised if they just started sending people over there um, to help out with that. I mean, they've said since Redfall came out and they realized that they should have helped out with that game more. They've been, you know, not making sure they don't make the same mistake with Starfield, but I would assume even back last year, they knew that Starfield, you know, it's the first new IP from them in 25 years that Bethesda taught Howard team. So there's a lot riding on it. And I, I think there's obviously still going to be bugs. It's a game that big. It's impossible not to have them, but I don't think it's going to be in the same state that we've seen other Bethesda games. Like I, th I think it's going to be, I think people are going to come out like this is surprisingly polished for a Bethesda no, game. I think I think I made the hugest mistake by not picking that first. I can't believe we were just, just talking about it, and I had already forgotten about it. I don't know how. I, I I have full confidence that game will have probably over ninety. And it's Bethesda delayed it a a, a year. Basically, not a full year, but almost a year. And I know in their hearts of hearts, they really wanted to launch it on November 11th. That's the same day they launched Skyrim as well. Mm -hmm. They, 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 and they wanted like September. To, to be so clear. no, originally, originally it was supposed yeah. to be launched on November 11th, right? And I think that was what they really wanted to do. But the fact that they, they delayed it a full year, I think it's because they want to work out some of the bugs and stuff. And of course, it, the game is going to be huge, like billions of not billions but thousands of planets they say or hundreds of planets i don't know but that's that's just too big anyways it's, yeah. but i think it will do crazy well so steve you are now on the board and have a good replacement for hollow knight silk song when that game doesn't come out i think so <laughs> it's also worth mentioning that this game is only shipping on xbox and pc so there's fewer skews uh unlike all the other bethesda games where they had to bring to playstation because they've had a lot of issues with uh playstation games particularly skyrim like infamously oh, is man. completely busted on PC, ps3 so 
um yeah i think just focusing on you know current gen only xbox and pc uh with all of xbox backing yeah i think it's a good pick yeah i agree and i feel like an idiot uh brad your turn (laughs) yeah um i thought someone might i'm a little you know what just just for the hell of it it's not even a game that i'm particularly interested in but i do want to get some points i'm gonna go with uh super mario bros wonder um that's a game that was announced recently um you know chris already has a zelda on there I figured I should have a new Mario. Um, we can't do Super Mario RPG because that's just like a straight remake. Um, so I figured I'd pick Super Mario Bros. Wonder. I- I'm not even really like a 2D Mario fan, really. But um, obviously, there's a lot of buzz for that. You can There's an elephant Mario, which is hilarious. Um, and I just think, you know, that those that line of like the new Super Mario Bros. and those like 2D Mario games have always been fairly well received. This is kind of like the first big new one for the Switch. Um, and... In many ways, it's kind of presumably it's going to be like the big swan song for the Switch in terms of a, a Mario game, not counting Mario RPG because that's a re-release. Um, but you figure the next like 3D Mario, like either Odyssey 2 or whatever that ends up being is going to be for the Switch 2 or whatever that system is called. So I think them knowing that this is kind of closing out the Switch and just it looks promising like for fans of that genre, like I think I think that's a good pick to... I'm, I'm I'm hedging my bets on that. With a 92 and an 89, I think that's a great idea because I, yeah. I for sure it's going to do really well and you're going to score even hot. Like you're you're in a good spot. Yeah, like it's not good. Spot. Like looking at the other like 2D Mario's uh, of the last several years, they've never been like in the 90s uh, for sure. That like the 3D Mario's have done, but I feel like this one at the very least could be like high 80s. Like I'm I'm confident in. You got a lot going into this because I think people have been clamoring so so much for a 2d mario game on the switch i mean we got the you know the bowser expansion um but that didn't really count i, I think people want no. like a core uh mario game and yeah i think all this game needs to do to score relatively well is just be charming is just you know provide some sort of like levity and like some sort of like nice nice aesthetic for people to, uh, to play on and like you said a nice way to just kind of close the chapter for the switch so i i think this is a really strong one and i i wouldn't be shocked if this does exceed 90s in in some way yeah. as long as it can pull off the new the new gameplay mechanics which it kind of seems like they're kind of pushing for uh, at least in this new trailer i think you got a good pick here and it's coming out the same day as marvel's spider-man 2 so we'll be head to head that day there we go yeah a little combativeness there and last but not least and for your fourth pick chris brown well for my fourth pick the obvious choice is metroid prime 4 no i'm just i'm just kidding i'm totally kidding i'm totally kidding. <laughs> no, lock it no, in no, no, no. lock it no, in no, 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 no. yeah it's locked in too yeah. late you said final it. answer final answer yeah <laughs> no, no 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 i wish when that game comes around i will have that in the next fantasy draft but no for this one the i'm next, gonna take next whatever it comes (laughs) in the next six years um i will be taking for my fourth pick alan wake two oh that's a good one i had that as a backup yeah that's a really good one this this is a game i really liked the first alan wake i'm not i'm not particularly good with horror i don't play a lot of horror games but alan wake to me holds a special place in my heart uh it's something i played during my university days with my roommate and we had a good time playing it late at night and this is their first true survival horror game from everything i've heard and brad you'd be able to speak to it better than i can but every preview i heard felt really really strongly about alan wake coming out of uh key three so i'm i'm excited about this 
Yeah, I actually thought Steve or you would take this, so I had that into my pocket just in case. But um, yeah, uh, you're right. Um, you know, uh, when I was looking at it, you know, Met, uh, Remedy is a very beloved studio, and they're a very consistent studio. But they're also consistent in the sense that all of their games have always been in the 80s. They actually haven't had anything above a 90. But to your point, I think this is something, this is obviously a passion project of them for many years. Uh, they've been building up to this like Remedy cinematic universe sort of thing. Uh, you know, they were even teasing Alan Wake. He did the did, did, did DLC uh, for Control. Um, and, you know, Sam Lake, that mad genius, has just been having so many ideas for this over the years. Um, and like you said, it's like their first true survival horror. So I think kind of taking all the lessons that they learned from Quantum Break and uh, Control and obviously the Max Payne games and kind of making their first pure survival horror game, especially in like a post Resident Evil 2 remake world. Like, I'm really curious what that looks like. Um, and, and to your point, you know, it was at Summer Game Fest. I was there. I unfortunately didn't get to do the preview because it was so everybody wanted to check it out and it was already booked up. But everyone I spoke to who played it, or so they didn't play it. They got to see 40 minutes of hands-off gameplay. They all said it looked incredible. They were only showing the FBI agent gameplay too. So we don't even know anything about Alan Wake stuff. I assume his section of the game, like his half is going to be even trippier and, uh, you know, creepier than you would think. Uh, and it even won the most anticipated game at Summer Game Fest. Uh, there were like 20 something games. And I think that were up for that. And of all the outlets that all the games, the outlets played, they voted for that. So yeah, I think that's a good pick. I could, you know, I'll I'll be a betting man and I'll say that's going to score a ninety. Like Damn. I I think that'll be rem. I think there's a very good chance that's Remedy's first like ninety or above. I like, think I, Remedy has been, as you said, very very consistent. But when I think about the trajectory from Quantum Break to Control, Control was basically just Quantum Break Second Chance Edition. And yeah. so when I think about the trajectory into this, there's so much momentum. Their tech has just been getting better and better. And Sam Lake's storytelling, he, he has so much of his personality in the games. And he's literally in the game as well as a character. So I think this is, this is maybe, as you said, the one to crack an idea. And that's, that's what I'm hoping for. I hope so too, pick. just as just selfishly as a fan of Alan Wake going all the way back to the, the original release. Um, yeah, this was very high on my list. Actually, if... If Starfield did get picked before this, I'd probably go Alan Wake too. The only thing that has me like the slightest bit hesitant, and this isn't even like a knock on Remedy or their quality. I know that they're going to nail it. I'm very confident in that. I just wonder if, because it's coming out at the tail end of this year, if it's going to be compared heavily to games like Resident Evil 4 and Dead Space, because this has been like the year of survival horror games. I wonder how many or how much critics are going to look at this game and be like, well... The front of the year was stacked with survival horror. This wasn't one there just, another one too? There was, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, the P- a PlayStation one. Yeah, I'm, wasn't there? I'm struggling to think. Maybe, maybe not. Oh, you know what? It was a uh, Callisto Protocol in December. Ah, right. uh, December. So, yes. I mean, okay. even still, that that's still in in such a small capacity of time. Like there were so many games coming out in this genre. Now, following up with Alan Wake, I wonder how many people are going to look at this and be say, okay, well, yeah, it's a solid Remedy game, but it's not hitting the highs of, say, like Resident Evil Remake or Dead Space Remake. So that's the only thing that had me a little bit hesitant. But aside from that, I think that Remedy is going to come out swinging with Alan Wake too. And I hope that, again, selfishly, as a fan, more people give this game a shot than they did with the original Alan Wake because this is a special franchise. Well, and that's a that's a great point. I'll just say, I think if anything, obviously it, it depends on the execution of it, but I think that could actually help its case because it's 
a lot of those other horror games story isn't really a big deal for them like that's fair resident yeah. evil 4 uh you know it's got a very fun campy story but it's not you don't really play it for the plot it's more like the moment to moment sort of cheesy one-liners that leon will give out and dead space the remake to their credit it did dive into the narrative a bit more with isaac and his whole mental illness stuff but those games i would not say are narrative heavy but you know I think a, a survival horror game, especially just kind of thinking of the last few years, we haven't really had a survival horror game that is so narrative heavy that I, I like trip on the AAA side. Obviously, there's been like indie stuff. Like I can't really think of one that at least certainly not to the level of Remedy storytelling because sure. they're like like so just thinking how Sam Lake is going to like take narrative ideas and how they're going to just convey that through survival horror gameplay like. Um, I totally hear what you're saying, but I think it actually if, if they do it well, it could actually stand out even more. So and also, it's sorry. I just wanted to quickly throw this out. If if Remedy can come out with anything that tops the ashtray maze in yes. Alan Wake Two, this is a this is a high nineties game. <laughs> oh yeah, I uh, I I didn't play Alan the first Alan Wake, but I did love Quantum Break and Control. So I mean, that's some fun stuff. And Control had some spooky parts <laughs> too. So you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's great. Chris, it's still your turn. It is. It is indeed. And I've been while you guys have been chatting, I've been kind of going over my list one more time because I have some risky picks that are more indie titles and maybe the studios don't have as much experience or sometimes it doesn't land with critics and do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, in this I mean, one case, I have a chance to win. And so I'm going with a game that I think will score well, but also... This is a game that I really just want to play because it's one of my favorite series. So I'm going to go with the safer pick in this option. In this case, I'm going with Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. Uh, Okay. Because I... Weeb. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that one. It's not an anime game. This is is a long series that takes hundreds of hours to get through. And yet, despite all of the other games I should be playing... I have played every Yakuza game. I have played both Judgment games. I have burned through this series because I can't think of any other game that can jump between serious and absolutely off-the-wall humor as seamlessly and effectively as the Yakuza games, now titled Like a Dragon uh, in the West. This is one that I'm really excited about. Kiryu is coming back as the protagonist, and it's all about how he's walked away from his old life, and now he's essentially, you know, like sort of like a mercenary. He's he's off the grid. He's a spy. It's 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 such a fun take on the franchise. They're on new tech. I believe they're in Unreal Engine now, but it's still in the old world. This is one that I when I think about a game during that time period in the year that I want to play, I'm going to be setting aside time for this game. So I am going to take it. I don't expect it to be a 90. None of their games score a 90, uh, score in the 90s, but they all, everyone is in the, you know, mid to low 80s. And I think that's all I need to lock down because let's be real. The real conversation isn't even about my new two games. It's going to be Baldur's Gate getting a 98. So, you know. <laughs> is um Is this one that you're talking about? I have trouble keeping up with all the names of this series. Yeah. It's kind of all over the place. Um, but is this an RPG as well? Like, no. Like, so like they, a dragon was? they actually have taken two, a uh, sort of a two pronged approach. So the reason they changed the name to like a dragon away from Yakuza was because the studio and the games like in Japan, they're always called like a dragon. And over here, I think they felt it would appeal more to people, but the studio is actually called, I'm going to 
mess up the name. Uh, Ryu, Ryu Gaku, Gaku, Gaku or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that actually means like a dragon. So they've just kind of been bringing that more in line. So internationally, it's all the same. But there okay. are two protagonists. One is the new protagonist who is having his RPG turn-based combat. Mm. And then Kiryu is, as far as I know, still a real-time combat brawler, that okay. sort of style. I think both the are going to be amazing. The other protagonist. Uh, I forget his name, but he was the one in the Xbox showcase, the trailer of the guy naked on the beach. Naked right? on the beach, yeah. That is correct. <laughs> yes, yeah, That yeah, was yeah. a fun trailer. Yeah. No, I've always wanted to play Yakuza, and I have some friends too, and, and obviously you've had a lot of praise for it. I've always wanted to. It's just knowing how many games there are, but someday. If there was a time to jump in, there have been a couple, you know, Yakuza 0, when that came out, was kind of like a re-entry to the series. I think mm -hmm. Judgment is another good place to jump in because you don't need any prior knowledge. But this is actually a game that you could jump into uh, because it's a reset for his character arc. So he mm -hmm. kind of had a full, complete story with uh, his sort of adopted daughter through all those games. Now he's disappeared and reappeared. And so if you were ever to start with a game, this is a, this is a good pick. So is this like God of War Kuryu then? Absolutely. Like the 2018 God of War? Yeah. Kind of? You know what? If if you want to give me another 94, I'm okay with that. I'm okay <laughs> to have God of War, uh, you know, Kiryu edition. Let's do it. But that's uh, that's my pick. That's a good pick. Yeah. It's a, it's a really solid one. And something you brought up is their, the studio's consistency. Maybe they're not hitting like the highs of like 98s and, you know, as high as uh, other games. But I think it's a safe pick that no matter what they put out, the fans and the critics of that, you know, specialize in this series always come out, always uh, look at it with uh, and always give it their their flowers. I don't think that they've ever put out like an inherently bad game. Well, and this is always part of my consideration. It's not just, OK, how good is the game going to be? But when we're talking about fantasy draft, it's very much how are the critics going to receive it? And Steve, you've been kind of pointing out how you think like with Remedy. You're right. There's a lot of survival horror games coming out with this one. I think people know what they're what they can expect from this it's an experience that we're coming in and as long as it lives up to the name of like a dragon it will score well and so with the new tech and stuff maybe it'll even score better but i'm i'm honestly happy with an 80 on this one uh because i'm just choosing games at this point that i enjoy so that's how i've kind of approached it but yeah that's my pick cool uh brad yeah um to your point um about sort of picking well, we were all kind of picking indies and AAAs, so I, you know, I picked Mario, which is a big deal. So I wanted to pick an indie for my second one. I'm going to go with Cocoon, which is uh, an indie game published by Annapurna Interactive, but very different from the sort of game you might expect from Annapurna because it's actually made by Geometric Interactive, which is a studio founded by two former Playdead developers. So for those who aren't familiar, they made Limbo and Inside, which are two of the most well-received indie xbox games ever um they both have in the 90s uh in the Whoa. metacritic i think they're both 90 or 91 um and like limbo was like one of the like og like xbox live arcade sort of indie games so there's a lot of lineage there so the the lead designer on those two games is working on cocoon so there's a lot of talent there uh going in and i got to actually play it at summer game fest which is cool uh so it's very much in the style of those sorts of games in the sense that it's a very abstract like the narrative is very like kind of up to your interpretation it's not very uh in your face about it um you play as like this like beetle like alien creature that's like on this mysterious planet uh and you're just like doing sorts of puzzles and stuff it's got a very interesting sort of presentation to it where 
like the, the orbs that you carry on your back to use for puzzles like contain other worlds in them so you like warp through the world and the game does like some really cool like zoom animation into the next uh sequence so it looks really cool it had a lot of buzz at summer game fest not just from me uh, but other people that i know who played it um and yeah it's from the the, the same lead designer i don't want to butcher his name i believe it's yepe carlson i think is his name i'm sorry if i got that wrong but yeah he you know his last two games were both 90s and this is like a really promising indie game it's supposed to come out in september uh so yeah i'm i'm really intrigued by that i'm actually shocked that you picked that if you as soon as you said indie my mind went straight to thirsty suitors mine as I well i thought you're going to go there so i thought about that i think cocoon will will score higher um, okay. i think thirsty suitors will probably be low 80s um okay. just it'll it'll that's a game that'll mean more to people like me who obviously come from that culture and everything so for sure um not to say that people can't enjoy it if they're not but uh you know cocoon is sort of just knowing how critics are and that's yeah of like it, it's very much like limbo and inside in a lot of ways but just stylistically sort of different so like going yeah, for I, the I scores okay that, yeah that makes yeah. sense that makes sense. i would sense. be shocked if if this doesn't get a 90 that it, if it doesn't get at least like high 80s i would be shocked so so i have i have a couple questions because i'm not really familiar with the game i've i've seen a trailer of it but it looked very different than Playdead's past games like they kind of have a signature style it's always a side-scrolling one sort of a very yeah. dark tone to it limbo obviously was that black and white look whereas inside had honestly almost like wartime vibes mixed with sci-fi this looks much more colorful the perspective is different did you notice anything tonally that was similar to play dead's past efforts when you were kind of checking it out uh, i mean the other two games have that sort of like eerie atmosphere mm -hmm. um and this game very much has that as well it's uh just sort of in a sci-fi angle um obviously those other two games were a lot more grounded i mean they did have like supernatural elements but you were like running through a forest or running through like a factory or whatever so sort of tangible earth sorts of things but yeah this game is very like the art style is um like the art direction is very out there and uh very sci-fi and uh it's yeah it's not a 2d like the other two games it's i don't know what you call it. it's kind of like death's door style like isometric i don't know oh, yeah isometric yeah people, yeah um so that's kind of cool uh, and yeah, just a lot more puzzles. Yes, yeah, um, some of these studios, the right? Like I think about the team behind Journey. After that game came out, some of the talent branched out and they came out with like Abzu. And they have another one that looks almost the exactly... Pathless. Yeah, the Pathless. And they have the one uh, where you're now like surfing through sand that's mm -hmm. coming out. And it's like very much followed that trajectory of here's our formula. And now we're just continuing that and telling new stories within that. Whereas this is a huge departure. So I, I'm excited for this one. I just, I, I don't know what to expect as, as clearly as what we have from maybe some of the other studios that have branched out to do new things. Yeah. Uh, the fact that, yeah, again, it's like the play dead guys working on that. I mean, I know there were some other play dead people who made a game last year. I forgot what it was called that didn't do review as well, but this is like the actual like lead designer on inside and, limbo uh and annapurna backing it i mean they've got a very consistent uh quality to them like almost all of our games are generally very well regarded um at least in the 80s if not higher so they yeah they generally don't back a game unless there's like something there so i'm yeah i'm excited to see, to see more from this and i i think it'll score well so. very cool i i, I wish you luck but not actually i hope it doesn't score well uh steve <laughs> Yeah, this is tough because now we're 
really whittling down what's uh, what's viable and what's uh, what's competitive out there. And I know, yeah, I, I was just taking a final glance at like the available indie games as well as like the AAA ones. And yeah, it becomes like a whole conversation, internal debate of like, do I vote with my heart? Do I vote with my brain? Do which where do I go here? And ultimately, it, it's especially tough for me because I'm not on the board, so I don't know exactly like how strategic and how aggressive I should get here. Uh, so I'm going to go with a strategic uh, pick versus something that I actually, um, you know, hope uh, would, would uh, review well, but it's going to be Mortal Kombat one. This is again, we're talking about the year of survival horror games, but this is equally just the year of the fighting game community as well. It's been on fire with street fighter and uh, you know, early impressions for Mortal Kombat one were very high. Um, Not only fans of the series were, you know, relatively warm on on what they've seen so far but also I, it just feels like the the overall narrative for this game is a lot of people are kind of liking what they're seeing me especially someone who doesn't have as much of a history with moral combat i'm looking at this game i'm like they're doing a lot of interesting things not only with the lore but also just the gameplay mechanics they're taking a more i would say accessible approach with you know the combos uh bringing in like the secondary fighters to kind of help you out and everything the roster is also very interesting. So uh, I, I think Ed Boone and his team have developed a, a very strong entry for the franchise. So I'm going to, I'm feeling pretty good about this one as my, uh, my final pick for this draft. That's a good pick. Yeah. I, I briefly consider that as well. I, I played it actually at, yeah. at summer game fest and I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I, it's not really my cup of tea. Like I've played some of them here and there. True. I much prefer injustice just because of the DC stuff. Exactly. Uh, yep. and I was kind of hoping when for never the realm, for whatever reason, dragged out the reveal of this game for like 20 years. It felt like it was like, well, what are we working on? What are we working on? It's like, well, it's obviously either injustice or mortal Kombat. Just tell us. Yeah. Um, but it was eventually mortal Kombat, but uh, yeah, no, everything you said, I, I agree with. Um, yeah, like the cameo fighters um, seem to be shaking things up in an interesting way. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited for, on a personal level, um, Homelander and Peacemaker as DLC characters. Like, right. That's pretty good, cool, especially if they get like the actors from the shows, uh, which they seem to be pretty good. I mean, they got Stallone for one of the other ones. So um, like, uh, yeah, and, and Schwarzenegger. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think... Uh, yeah, that's super cool because that's always something that NetherRealm's always done really well. The guest characters are always really fun. So yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. They, they 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 host their own kind of like Super Smash Brothers esque like yeah. uh, character reveal. So that that's always fun for the community. And I think yeah, leading up to this, uh, I think even more characters are going to kind of be announced um, ahead of the the launch. But yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Good pick. Back at me, I guess. Yeah, There's I so many options still. I'm like. I, I think I should just pick the Pokemon DLC. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Detective Pikachu Returns. Detective Pikachu oh, yeah. Returns. Uh, no, not that. I saw that too. I'm looking at the list right now. Um, you could do Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Nope, not that. Not that Far Cry remake. Um, oh. uh, the Super Mario RPGs is that that's supposed to come out this year? But it's a remake. It's like a straight oh, remake. Is it? Yeah. It's not like a Resident Evil 4 style like reimagining. It's like literally like a one to one. Yeah, it's just like awesome. a repolished. I didn't Which know is that. exciting uh, in its oh, own yeah. way, but yeah, it doesn't I wish I could put it on my my draft. My draft I, team. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I have one that I, I want to pick, but I don't think it will score well. And I'm afraid that it will 
do badly from my score. I'm afraid it will lower my score. But Let's do it anyways. Yeah, Dean, look, look at your list. So you've already got some solid scores. What you really need to count on is Nintendo dropping the ball with Super Mario Wonder and Baldur's <laughs> Gate 3 just for some reason dropping off the face of the earth. And you can still win this. I was watching some of the Baldur's Gate 3 stuff. It looks really cool. The characterization and stuff. I'm like, mm, I don't know if I should get that. Um, I'm going to go with my heart just because my heart always tells me to play um, Soulsborne type games. Oh, So I'm going to go with Lords of the Fallen. Whoa. Good pick. Good pick. That... that... Dean, I, I, I know what you're feeling because I felt the exact same way. I was like, that could go one of two ways. It could either be a very strong game because I know I know the team has been working very hard on this game. Yeah. And everything that they've shown so far looks, looks strong. Good. Yeah. But it's also a Lords of the Fallen game. Yeah, exactly. Lords of the Fallen was not good. I know. Um, and that's why it's hard. Yeah. But it, I, 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 I have two. I already have Lies of P. Might as well just add another Soulsborne to it. Why not? Um. Yeah. So Lords of the Fallen. I was, I was also toying with Assassin's Creed, but no. Um, you're you're probably in a better spot. Yeah. With the Lords yeah. of the Fallen. Persona 5 Tactica looks like a fun game, though. Okay, so that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to try and pitch you on it for your final pick because I was like, man. I don't know if it'll score well either. It's not a, like all of the mainline games always score really, really well. The offshoots kind of hit and miss. Yeah. But they actually, to Atlas's credit, because they milked the hell out of Persona 4 and 5, all of the the spinoffs have actually been really solid. Like, And I think pretty much all of them have scored, if not in the 80s, then like high 70s. But yeah. I think generally absolutely. like Persona 5 Strikers, uh, like the dancing games. Persona I Q, am not a Persona, rhythm gamer, but I yeah, really enjoyed Persona those, Arena. you know? like Yeah, they all, they actually good. do a good job with it. So I was thinking of Tactica as well. But, uh, I was uh, thinking of Tactica, but it looked, it, looked like, like, it looked fun for me even, and I have not played a Persona game, right? So that's like saying something, mm-hmm. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'll stick with Lords of the Fallen. I was also thinking of Banishers, Ghost of New Eden. Because of their, uh, they had a fun trailer at Summer Game Fest, but it wasn't a game trailer. So we, act- I don't think we've actually seen really any like true gameplay of that game. Is that the mm. Don't Nod game? Is, is it Don't Nod? I don't who, know. Who made saying. that again? I don't. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, Don't Nod. Yeah. 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 Wow. yeah right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. I totally forgot about this game. I'll be totally honest. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks yeah. kind of cool, but yeah. yeah, we didn't really see any gameplay. So Lords of the Fallen, you've seen quite a bit of it. So that's I just, I, I'm sticking with it. I am sticking with it. Are there any other games you guys want to shout out? Because I, I have two yes. that I was very close to taking, but I yeah. want to I want to hear what yes. you guys sure. almost took. Well, Hogwarts Legacy on Switch, obviously. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm skipping <laughs> Dean. Let's go Brad first. Yeah, I was debating between this and Cocoon, but I uh, Stray Gods, a role-playing musical. Um, that is a game. Oh, yeah. It's a new studio uh, based in Australia, actually, Summerfall. But it was founded by David Gator, who is a Bioware veteran. Uh, he was one of the main writers on KOTOR and one of the main writers on the Dragon Age trilogy. So there's a lot of talent going in there. And for KOTOR, he wrote HK-47, he wrote Korriban, and he wrote Jolie, who are like three of the best parts of that game. So he is a serious talent, and he is working on this. And he is him alone would give this project a lot of credibility um but just just as the name suggests it's kind of like a a visual novel but there's a a branching narrative and it's a lot of music um 
it's like Greek god themed and they have pretty much every voice actor under the sun is in that game. Troy Baker, Laura Bailey, Ashley Johnson, um, so so many others I'm blanking on. And they have Austin Wintory who did the music for Journey, who's, you know, a Grammy nominee uh, working on this. And just like listening to the Play, Watch, Listen podcast that he's on, uh, which is a great podcast. Um, and him talking about like the behind the scenes of that game where the, all the ways that you just pick one thing in mid song and then the song deviates. So they had to come up with like, so many different versions of songs and so many different permutations just to account for everything. But so you have like top notch writing and music uh, and voice talent. I think that comes out in a few weeks. I think that game is going to be really good. Like that's an indie game to keep an eye out for. Even if it's not one of those games that, you know, gets like, like a nineties cross the board. Like, I think it'll be very solid, like eighties, very well regarded, like, especially as that studio's like first game. I mean, obviously they have a veteran like sort of spearheading them, but um that's always what you love to see, like a new studio doing a new IP and it, you know, doing very well. So I'm, I'm excited. I was considering Blasphemous too, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was the one I wanted to shout out. I think that was a, it should be a good game. Um, the, uh, the, the, yeah, the pick I wanted to go with um, that was like my pick from my heart versus, you know, uh, Mortal Kombat 1 uh, was Goodbye Volcano High. Uh, which mm, Canadian some, game, very Canadian game uh, coming from co-op uh, studio, which is based in, I believe Montreal. But uh, for yep. those that don't know, it's about like a group of anthropomorphic dinosaurs in high school and, and they're, you know, dealing with their teenage angst and everything, but also dealing with, you know, the impending asteroid that's coming to crash land on earth and just wipe out, you know, dinosaurs and and all of that. So it's a very cool and very angsty kind of game, which is right up my alley. I'm I'm totally down for that. Um, but Chris, Chris, you're talking about games that didn't really show all that well. And I kind of feel that way about this. It's a brand new studio. We don't really have that much prior knowledge of like what they're able to do. And it is one of those games that unfortunately has been shown predominantly throughout the, the COVID-19 pandemic. It was featured very uh, like right off the top when PlayStation 5 was kind of being revealed and, and shown and everything and then it kind of went silent and then it kind of popped up again earlier this year so it is one of those games that every time it comes out and something new is shown i'm like i'm invested i, I really want to play this game but it's the lack of consistency it's the lack of almost confidence and you know it's supposed to come out in august and we're still not seeing all that much from the game where i'm like oh i feel like you guys are sitting on a gold mine i'm just not I'm not ready to to put all my my bets on you guys. <laughs> to, give you them some, to give them some credit, though, they are actually one of the only studios that does a four day work week. So part of the reason well, that, they were okay. doing the delays was to ensure that they could maintain that. Oh, that's very week. cool. Right. Yeah, they they so were very very uh, against yeah. crunch and everything, yeah. which I I totally commend. yeah they they've been yeah. very like transparent through the whole development process. Right. You know, straight up. You know, sorry guys, we were expecting this game to come out in June, but you know, we don't want to compromised the health of, of the team so i'm like that's super cool and i will say it was actually featured at the tribeca games festival this year and it was actually the winner of the all the those games so i forget how many they show but it's you know games from all around the world um i think it's like six finalists or something or okay. seven or eight or something but um yeah they were actually got a lot of buzz out of that so uh, i hear you it's definitely again one of those games that's a little harder to show um and you know to their credit it, it's a good rep, a game for representation too i mean the main That's character true. is is non-binary they got a non-binary actor from montreal i want to say 
Um, they might be from Vancouver as well. I think they're in the chilling adventures of Sabrina. I think that's where that actor was from. Oh, okay. uh, but yeah, there's clearly like a lot of love and care going into that to sort of make it authentic and resonate with people. So yeah, I could totally see that being like a life is strange type. You, you kind of yeah. get those similar vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a good shout out. I feel like they, it has been like something that um, people have known about, I've heard about for so long now. And you already have Silk Song on your list, so it's a good shout out. But it's good that you didn't add it, <laughs> right? I got I got to be very safe, very careful here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last game because I, I there's one that I want to shout out because it's coming. I believe it's in September, and it's another one that I just really want to play. Is the Lamplighters League? I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with this. I've never heard of it. It sounds familiar. Okay, awesome. So I'm glad I'm talking about this because the full name, I I want this to become a series already. It's not even out yet, but I just love the concept of it. So it's a tactics game in the style of something like an XCOM or Final Fantasy Texas, a little bit more on the XCOM side with uh, a little bit more of like a dice roll mechanic happening in the background. But what makes this one so much fun is it's called the Lamplighters League and the Tower at the End of the World. And if you think about the style of maybe like if anybody saw Sky Captain, uh, the movie Mm -hmm. back in the day, it's very pulp fiction, 1930s, like magazine cartoon. They're the best of the worst is how the studio puts it. And I love this pulpy action style storytelling. It's got so much style to it. The mechanics are really, really solid. Every preview I've read has said that no matter what goes wrong, there's always a fun way out of it. And so if you haven't, go check it out on, I think it's coming on Steam. Yeah, it looks very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. So yeah, put it on your radar. This is this is the one. I, again, if if I wasn't gonna take like a dragon, this was gonna be my pick because I think it just deserves a little bit more attention. But I, I again, I don't know anything from the studio. I don't know their, how it will come out. But I'll be playing it regardless. So yeah. Well, and you mentioning Indiana Jones is kind of nice because I feel like a lot of people, myself included, were very disappointed by that latest movie. Uh, and I would really like something in that sort of spirit to um, win me over. So. This this looks up my alley for sure. Very cool. I it looked really cool. I'm gonna go check out a trailer after this. Well, after I check out the Armor Core trailer. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it looks really cool. I is anyone have any last shoutouts? Are we good to tie things up? Cool. Well, thank you everyone for adding two more to your list. I'm really hoping you all lose. Um, but I don't think that's to be the case, but you know, I, I can wish what I can wish. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Thank you everyone for listening to the syrup arcade cast. Where can people, uh, learn more about you, Steve? Uh, yeah, you can, uh, find a lot of my work on mobile syrup. If you guys ever see a video playing embedded on the website, that's usually curated and made by me. Otherwise I'm doing, you know, some news, some features that here and there, uh, yeah, as the, uh, unofficial member of the team, <laughs> as Dean, <laughs> Dean put it at the beginning of the show, but, uh, other, otherwise you can find me all around the internet at Esfikvari. Cool. And Chris Brown, people can't find you anywhere unless they want to listen to one of your hit songs. But um, <laughs> but you are on Mobile Syrup's Instagram quite a lot, stalking my Instagram, apparently. Yeah, I, I check it out. Uh, and I started my own Threads account called At The Daily Dose. Uh, <laughs> no, I wish. I wish. No, it's, That's not even what mine's called. Thank you. <laughs> I am on the Mobile Syrup Instagram account, and the Mobile Syrup Instagram account only follows a select few people. So 
I get to check out the mobile serve cruise posts when I normally can't. So I've Dean, I was looking at your nothing phone two photos. They looked awesome. I I was enjoying it. And I also loved your review as well. I thought it did a really good job of kind of highlighting the things that I was interested in. So maybe, maybe I'll be getting one of those in the future. Who knows? But yeah, no, I'm not on anything. I'm just here to say thank you for having me on. And uh, I'm looking forward to the end of the year version of this, where we all get together and look at me taking home a trophy. So thank you. Honestly, that podcast might be two hours long because I'll plan it right after game the Game Awards and we'll have a lot to talk about. And Brad, where can people follow you and check out your cool stuff? You just had the Kodar stuff that came out. You can talk a little more about that if you'd like. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm on Mobile Syrup, of course, uh, on social media. Brad Shankar, B-R-A-D-S-H-A-N-K-A-R. I guess Threads is now part of that as well, though I haven't been using it as much until they fix that feed because it's a mess. It's chaos. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, I just recently did... A, it was the 20th anniversary of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic on July 15th, so I did a massive two-part feature. It was like 20,000 words in total between the two parts. Um, I spoke to several of the people at, who used to work at Bioware Edmonton uh, because we do a lot of Canadian games coverage here. And I thought that's like one of the most iconic Canadian games. Uh, so yeah, I got to speak to a bunch of them, just looking back at the game, sort of keeping up on where, where they are now, what they're working on. So it's cool. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's a game. It's one of my favorite games ever. I mean, everyone knows me as like the Final Fantasy guy, but if there's any games that come like even remotely close to that for me, it's KOTOR and Mass Effect. So um, and I could have spoken to these guys about Mass Effect for hours as, as well. But um, and even you just mentioned Baldur's Gate, like because they talked about Baldur's Gate so much, because obviously that was sort of the, the DNA of KOTOR is in Baldur's Gate. Yeah, a lot of those systems and, and everything. So I've always wanted to go back and play those. And I want to even more now, especially because Baldur's Gate 3 looks very good. Obviously, Bioware isn't involved with 3, but um, I'm very, yeah. I'm excited. Hopefully, um, we can get Chris on the site to write about that at some point. Um, it's always fun when Chris comes in and writes something. He doesn't do it very often, but when he does, it's a treat. So, I love the KOTOR pieces. Just for the record, I, I, I had known that this was happening for a bit, and then reading them, I learned so much from them. And it was, it was really nice to hear from some of those iconic voices that you know often it's not like movies where we get to hear about the directors and the actors and even the producers involved all that often with video game history so it's nice to be able to hear where they are now how they felt about the legacy of the game and stuff so awesome awesome job with those i i I genuinely loved reading them same uh likewise i i i think anyone even outside of like kotor fans should go and read that i think it's just a very insightful look at uh, like a retrospective piece of, uh, on one of like the most important games in, in video game history. I, I think I encourage everyone go and seek out not only the first part, but the second part too. It was very extensive. And Brad, you took a long time to do that. Like you've been working on that for a while, right? This is Yeah, for like, a few months. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was trying to read. I reached out to a bunch of people, you know, some just couldn't do it. But yeah, I, I think I, I it worked out well because I think I got one person sort of from every like major department. Like I had the lead designer who was basically him and Casey Hudson were like the two like main people who made it. I got the lead writer, lead animator, one of the main programmers, um, you know, Jennifer Hale, the lead actress. So kind of got someone from every sort of doctrine, as it were. So it was kind of a good sort of well-rounded look at the making of the game. Because, yeah, I think game development's hard as hell and people don't appreciate that. (laughs) So I like I'd like to show to your point, you know, we don't know a lot about the people who make um, games, especially compared to other media. So it was a privilege to be able to, you know, spotlight some of these really talented people who 
are working a lot of cool stuff. And I just think the legacy of that game is it's it's still fresh even to this day. Like I started replaying it on the anniversary. I'm about ten hours in, uh, and just so much of Star Wars media. We talked about this a bit with Jedi Survivor. So much Star Wars media is just related to the Skywalkers, and it's so tiresome to have everything related to everything. And I just love that twenty years ago, even Bioware was ahead of the curve, telling a story that was completely unrelated to anything before. Like if if Disney made that game today. Darth Revan would have been like Anakin Skywalker's great, 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 whatever. So, and <laughs> you just sure. know there would have been some stupid thing like that. So, uh, yeah, it's a great game. And people can find me on Twitter at the Daily Dean and on Instagram and Threads at my Daily Dose, and of course on MobileSyrup.com, where I'm not writing any fun game stuff like Brad is. I'm a little jealous. Uh, I'm mostly been writing phone stuff lately, so you can keep tabs on me for any phone releases in the next little bit and as always you can find all of our content here on mobilesyrup.com i mean sorry not all of our content but you can find content from chris and steve and brad and i on mobilesyrup.com and follow us on twitter and at instagram at mobilesyrup and also on blue sky i think maybe but no one knows what that is so yeah i don't know (laughs) bye see ya Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.